I it's it's probably valued at about eight hundred dollars these days, if not a little more. Uh, I would actually think if I had like more than that, I would actually think of of, of nabbing me one at eight hundred dollars. That's how crazy that is for me to get. So, folks, buy some macaroni necklaces because Cole needs to find his bottle. I need some money. Unwelcome once again to Unchill Filtered, the podcast where you drink whiskey so we don't have to, but we probably should. Just kidding. Welcome to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are. Uh, This week on the podcast, we have a whiskey that's been dying to get used, dying to be drinketed, and uh, we're excited to have it on the podcast this week. Uh, But before we get to that, we just want to say, you know, Leave us a leave us a message on Instagram, but definitely if you can leave us a, a review and a rating on whatever venue you get your podcast from. It really helps us out a lot. It, you know, we get excited. Something new pops up and we think this is pretty awesome. So if you could do that, that would be great. Um, other than that, just hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Facebook. Don't hit us up on Twitter because we don't really do that. But most of all, just hit us up because we'd love to talk to you, see what you're drinking, and. Uh, definitely want to know what you think we should be drinking. So anyway, we'll go ahead and get into the podcast. That's enough of the business. Cole, how are you doing? It's been it's been a good week. Uh, let's see. Hmm. I have, I'm trying to like actually think. Uh, oh, I, I, I uh, started to get sick on Monday or Sunday or something like that. Uh-oh. Uh, and then it just like, and I had like chills and, um, Uh-oh. and it was sore all over the place and then it was gone next day, Ro-ro. just gone. Oh, good. And, uh, it's been crazy though. Like, I don't know about, uh, Idaho, but Arizona is like a mess right now with COVID stuff. Like yeah. they are, um, basically I've never, basically, like, it was bad when we were getting, like, 500 uh, new cases a day. Uh, we just got, like, 3,600 the other day, oh, or, like, two days ago. Um, so, it is not good. Um, you know, uh, a few months ago, you know, where, where we, people were really taking this seriously, you know, I, I didn't hear of anyone that was exposed to anyone or, uh, you know, got tested or anything like that. And like in the past week, I've talked to multiple people that have gotten tested on the phone, yeah. uh, and uh, I've talked to a few you people that have be been on exposed. The phone. Yeah, exactly. See, I take it seriously. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a little scary uh, in that way, uh, especially when I have plans coming up. Two weeks from the day we're recording yeah. today, I take my exam. Um, and I took a practice exam today, and I wasn't as excited as I was two days ago. Um, but it was just a hard exam, I think. Um, yeah. And, but I've been doing pretty well on that. I mean, basically I counted it up and I'm pretty close to 350 hours in this exam, like studying for this exam. It's pretty crazy. Well, this is the one that, this is the one you were supposed to take, what, two, three months ago? Three months, four months ago, four months ago. Four months, man. Yeah. So, well, at this point it was three, but by the time I take it, it'll be about three and a half. So, yeah. It was a while. I mean, it was a while for sure. So that's yeah. It's got to feel good just to have it coming up and be like, just don't go, don't go out, don't get sick. Yeah, be able to show up. Yeah, and then go to Boise next week. 
There you go. So it's kind of funny. You mentioned like, you know, people that were exposed to the virus and it was funny because yeah. uh, my wife was like, because I, I really am like, I don't want to mess around. I don't mess around. Like I take it yeah. super serious. Like I, if I have to go to somewhere, I'm wearing a mask. When I get to home, I kind of sanitize things and I'm like, then I'm mm-hmm. home and I just chill and I don't really care. I'm like, I'm a homebody. I don't care. I don't need to go out. I love being home with my kiddos, the, the fam. Like I, I like my house is the nicest house I've ever lived in and nice. I'm happy being here. So I'm like, I'm yeah. cool being here. So I don't want to, like, I don't mess around. But my wife was like, dude, you got to get ready because in the fall, you might be exposing yourself to lots of children. And I was like, yeah, Chels, uh, watch I see the language there. there. <laughs> yeah. Can't say that to expose a myself to the children. Yeah, no. I will be around a lot of children, but I'm not <laughs> going to expose myself to the children. So anyway, you said that. Uh, I kind of thought of that. That was cracked me up. But anyway, besides studying and stuff, how are things going? Works good. Uh, I, oh, here's something crazy. And it's actually been making me like a little frustrated in life. Um, I told about, I think last episode that I haven't been getting a lot of jewelry orders. I still haven't gotten any. What? Yeah, it's been, let's see, over a week since my last sale. But in the past three or four weeks, I've only gotten two sales. All right, listeners. Uh, I want to say three weeks. I've gotten two sales. I used to get four sales a week. Cole makes one heck of a macaroni necklace. He makes a lot of good beaded jewelry, right? Is that what you do? I paint them after I make them in the (laughs) strand of string. Yeah. But that's just been like Uh, frustrating. And and then I've had all these random uh, expenses come up. Like like the podcast just renewed. And I used a little bit of uh, Patreon stuff for that. But like things like that. Like my... um, what was it like a bunch of like oh my old blog uh renewed uh which i like to keep up so i was you know i gotta pay that and like all these things and was it luckily whiskey, i whiskey had goals? like a yeah whiskeygoals.com mm-hmm. check it out have you, peeps. Been, have you have yeah have you been uh writing much in it at all or not lately um but i still like the original oh. story of it it's pretty cool it is it's awesome yeah it's one thing that really turned me on to whiskey too like I know just hanging out with you was like an introductory thing. And I started reading. I'm like, oh, maybe I need to get into it. So, yeah, it's a really good story. Yeah. If you ever want to check it out, listeners, it's actually uh, it's not so much like a whiskey blog about reviews or anything. It is a chronicle journey of how I got Eagle Rare 17 with my friend Trevor. Um, so that was that was it's it's different than your average whiskey blog. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I like all these expenses came up, and luckily I had this like buffer in my account that was like that could handle it all. But I'm like closing in on zero quick. So, um, <laughs> so I you know like and jewelry is the way I have side cash. So I don't know, it's just frustrating. Um, but work's yeah. been good. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's about that's about what's going on. My peppers are struggling right now oh no your peppers aren't peeping they're not peeping but they're growing big but they're not pepping you know you need to put some (laughs) pep in their pepper in their their stepper yeah they're just not fruiting well so i gotta figure out what's going on but anyway yeah how are you yeah dude i am good like yeah it was a decent week i was not sick so i was 
able to like function all week, which is huge. When like you know how it is like when you get sick and you're like, I would give anything to feel better. And like uh-huh. this week, I like did not take not being sick for granted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like I am healthy. Like this, like these kids are screaming, but I am healthy. So you know what? I can tolerate it. Um, so yeah. it was one of those kind of weeks, everything felt a little bit better. Um, speaking of peppers, I'm excited that we're gonna. Um, so my sister is actually driving up from Sacramento. She nice. might even just might have just gotten to my mom's house just now, but driving up today on Thursday, and then uh, so we get to hang out with her a little bit this weekend, and then Saturday. We're uh, celebrating the twins' third birthday with uh, oh, that's my right. sister and it's my mom. Oh, that's right. the end of June. Yeah. So my mom, my sister, and then her her kiddos and her husband, and then uh, Chelsea's brother and her mom and their kiddos and stuff. So nice. we're going to celebrate that on Saturday. But speaking of peppers, I'm super excited because Flying Pie uh, here in Boise, yeah. I think it was on Man Man versus Food. Man versus Food with Adam yeah. Richmond. Uh, uh-huh. They do a habanero pizza. Nice. And... Uh, it don't, they only do it when habaneros are seasonal. So next, I think this weekend is the first weekend they're doing that. So we're going to grab a couple of those, speaking of peppers, uh, which Yo. is, it's like even just My like, mouth is literally like, watering. Oh, it's so good. They do like a one to three peppers or stars or something like that. I can, wow. I only do the one because I can actually mm-hmm. like eat it and still be like, this is hot, this is hot, but this is delicious. So yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. So we're doing that this weekend and then I... Uh, Got a tri tip, couple tri tips I'm gonna do nice. this weekend, and yes, and then uh, I have I, I finally poured two of my four concrete pads for my little nice. grilling area. Yeah, I'm hoping I think I might just kind of like try to knock out two at once this weekend too. So it's like it's kind of nice, like things are projects are kind of coming together and getting to relax a little bit more. So I don't know, things are good, man. It's been a pretty good week. Oh, we had a Mars Gotcha Day. Last night, which is nice. fun. So we we celebrated nine years of having Amara home with us, which is always, always fun. So I was in Boise yeah. when you guys came back with her. Yeah, you were. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Forever ago. But yeah. yeah. So nine years she's been home with us, which is awesome. So, wow. And then uh, oh, I also picked up, got a uh, bottle today, got a bottle of Red Breast uh, Lestau. Is that how you say it? Lestau. Yeah, yeah. Lestau, yeah. So I'm kind of excited about that. It's a, it's a good one. Finished in sherry butts because they drive yeah. me nuts. So they drive me nuts yeah. too. I've only seen minis of it, and this is the first time I've seen actual bottles. So I picked up a bottle. Save some for me. Oh, dude, I'm not even open it till you get here. So. Oh, nice. So yeah. uh, I also I told Robbie, but for listeners out there, I put together a 12, two ounce sample bottle box of um, all my best stuff. So we can uh, have a good time when we visit. So I, I'm going to send the courier up ahead of time, so um, yeah. planes it's don't have to deal with it. Yeah. No, I'm excited. No, we uh, I've got a couple bottles up here. We'll open up when you're here, and um, if nothing else, I'll send the courier back with some stuff. And yeah, got some more episodes on tap. It'll be good. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, we should. Stuff. I should think about that too. Because there's got to be some bottle, so I'll have to send more so that we can actually do episodes. Because I just brought up my best stuff, which most of it's already been on the podcast. So now I I'll just bring up some. Oh, you brando. jerk! Ooh, why weren't yeah. you thinking of the podcast? Oh, you sent all your best stuff. Ooh. Silly me. <laughs> uh, which I'm kind of excited about because I was thinking about that today. I'm like, you, so this is the, this is the first time you'll have visited since I've been on the podcast with you, and every time you visit yeah. prior to this, it's always samples of stuff you probably had on the podcast or you're going to do with mm-hmm. Adam kind of a thing. 
And I was like, oh man, like we're just not going to, like, I look forward to like, all right, which samples are we going to drink right now? And not necessarily the formality of like having to record and drink them and talk about them kind of yeah. thing. So I'm excited. I'm glad there's some we've already had on. We can just sit and enjoy because. Oh, for sure. That's my favorite. Yeah. As and, much and as we'll I love probably... sharing this time with everybody, when yeah. Cole's here, I really just want to just share the whiskey and, and talk. So. Yeah. And I think we'll probably only record at most three, I figure. We don't need yeah. to get too far ahead. We got to get the weekly episode and then we got to get at least, I figure like we'll do a couple of where we can just be like, uh, Cole got super sick this week or Robbie yeah. did and here's one we can just throw in there. So yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Awesome, man. I'm excited. I can't, I like honestly like courier packages are my favorite. Yeah. Sherry butts yeah, drive me nuts and couriers packages. <laughs> they're the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can't, there's, a, there's also a, uh, thing about it that you can't open it until I get there. Oh, I'll wait. I'll wait. It's okay, always fun cool. going through with you. So, yeah. Cause there's a little yeah, something man. in it for you. Oh boy. Yeah. And listeners, <laughs> I can't wait to tell you when we're at their dead lows, <laughs> what it is. Right. So anyway, uh, why don't we, <laughs> unless you wanted to talk about anything more, we can send it to break and then, um, We'll talk about Woodford Reserve. No, man, let's send it to break. This Woodford has been dying to get on the podcast, so let's uh, send it to break and unscrew these caps. All right, so we'll be right back. All right, back. Chill filtered. Woohoo. Um, we're drinking Woodford Reserve, and I actually got a decent amount of history, and I'm actually very excited about it because, like I've mentioned many times, especially in the past few episodes, <laughs> we've never done a Woodford Reserve product in a hundred and I think this is 106 this episode. Um, 106 episodes, and we've never gotten a Woodford Reserve. So, Woodford Reserve Distillery. So, finally, we get to check. Another one of the big 13 distilleries off our list. We've checked off Buffalo Trace, Barton, Jim Beam, Brown Foreman Shively, Jack Daniels, Heaven Hill, Four Roses, MGP, Wild Turkey, and Willet. And we have three left, including what we're drinking today. We have Maker's Mark, George Dickel, and Woodford Reserve. So now we'll only have two left. Uh, the distillery is located in Woodford County, Kentucky. And if anyone tells you that bourbon needs to come from Bourbon County, Kentucky. Tell them that Woodford comes from Woodford County. Proof by contradiction that bourbon doesn't need to come from <laughs> Bourbon County. Uh, plus, there's only one distillery in Bourbon County, Kentucky. If you actually look it up, and it's some micro distillery. I mentioned it on a previous podcast or episode. It's newer but, too, isn't it? Oh, it's super new. Yeah, it's like it came up yeah. in the past like five years only yeah. distillery in bourbon county and so boom tell them to stick it in their whiskey history pipe and smoke it <laughs> um they've been distilling on that site for quite a long time uh since at least 1812 uh, it was originally established that I, by a guy named uh, elijah pepper uh speaking of peppers uh, he handed it off to his son, Oscar, and Oscar handed it off to a James E. Pepper. Uh, and there's actually a rye brand nowadays called James E. Pepper. It's actually a decent rye brand. I bet they're an MGP rye, but it's still good. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with that sometimes. 
Anyway, uh, eventually it got sold a time or two, and in 1941, Brown Foreman bought it and actually at one point just sold the land to a farmer. Uh, and But in the 90s, they, they actually repurchased the property and started using... Uh, or started it to like start making Woodford Reserve, which the the brand slash like bottle debuted in 1996. So this is only 24 years old as a brand. They have their standard straight bourbon, their double oaked bourbon, straight rye, a malt whiskey, and apparently they have a wheat whiskey, but I've never seen that. They acted on, on the where I've looked it up. It said they have a wheat, but I've never seen it on a shelf in my life. So yeah. Uh, they produce a good few special editions, which they call their master's collection. I actually got to try a good few of them, but one that stood out was their cherry wood smoked barley whiskey. It was sadly one of the worst whiskeys I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it was disgusting to me, uh, but it was worth a shot to try it out. When you think about that, like as opposed to like peat smoked barley, cherry wood smoked barley is worth you know it's you know it's it's a cool experiment uh just didn't turn out in my opinion uh they also do a batch proof these days uh which is kind of just a big um big batch where they do it i believe it's not so i was talking to jason preston about this barrel proof is should be different than what it is now if something's barrel proof, it shouldn't be batched. It should be a single barrel barrel proof, similar to like what uh, Four Roses does. But like Elijah Craig barrel, or not Elijah Craig barrel. Well, actually, that that is a good example. Or, or or EHT barrel proof. It is technically a batch proof. It's not per barrel. It is a like a release as one. So they batched it all and then released it. So kudos to Woodford Reserve and 1792. No, wait, no. Who else does it? Not so tonight. They do a full proof, which is not exactly a barrel proof or a batch proof. Anyway, uh, kudos to Woodford Reserve, who calls it a batch proof when that's exactly what it is. Do you, does that make sense, Robbie, what I was saying? Yes. So they say it's barrel proof, but then they put a bunch of barrels together, yeah. but they don't water it down. Right? Yes. Yes. As but a barrel proof should probably from be the barrel one to barrel. The bottle. Yeah, exactly. That's what I would think. Yeah, but I get it, and I'm, and I'm very grateful. It's barrels proof. Ooh, yeah. I like that. I can, barrels you know, I, I respect that. So anyway, <laughs> um, Woodford, by paying a lot of money to Churchill Downs, is the official bourbon of the Kentucky Derby, and. Most of us know that the mint julep... By paying a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I can only assume, at least. Uh, they do have a contract with Churchill Downs. but um, And most of us know that the mint julep is the cocktail of the Kentucky Derby. And if you want a mint julep, the official drink, not the official bourbon, the official drink of the Kentucky Derby is an Old Forester mint julep. But you can literally spend, get this, Robbie, you can literally spend $1,000 for a Woodford Reserve mint julep there if you wanted to. What? So I think that's the cost. So I looked into it, and one, it's for charity. If you're willing to spend $1,000 for a Woodford Reserve mint julep, 
yeah, it's a thousand dollars, but it's for charity. And two, it's apparently a really cool collectible fancy cup too that you get to keep. Uh, and it's you know like you okay. can say this was from the 2015 Kentucky Derby, which has <laughs> it's not gonna you're not gonna get your money back. And that's for sure. All of your friends are gonna be like, oh. They're going to like lean towards you and go, that's it. Cool. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm sure there's someone out there with all of them and they're really proud of that. And it's probably worth a hundred dollars in total collection. But anyway, <laughs> they're, they're big into the Kentucky Derby. Not um, to be kind of sending or snarky in any way, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, it is pretty cool. I mean, if that's your, if you're in a certain income level where you're going to Kentucky Derby's, oh for sure, that is pretty and people cool. that go to the that's Kentucky Derby probably have money. I mean, if I had a, if I was able to do that and I had a bunch of them, I would probably display them and I'd be like, "Shut up, Cole! You don't even know. You don't even go to the Kentucky Derby. You don't spend thousands of dollars." And then you go, <laughs> no, if those listeners out there that are collecting these Kentucky Derby cups, sorry, we respect you. I do. And sorry, I'm, we're jealous. I'm yeah. envious. I, I wish I is. was in your yeah, position. I wish I could throw down a thousand dollars. Seriously, yeah. return on investment, though. Let's be serious. I don't know if that would pay off. Um, no, but I'd have a hard time justifying that to the wife at this point in my life. Yeah, exactly. You feel like trust me, it's collectible. Um, <laughs> I'll think I'm cool. Yeah. It's worth that. I'll tell all the listeners on Chill Filtered and they'll respect me. That's what I'll say. Um, anyway. Uh, they're also known to release standard Woodford Reserve in Kentucky Derby festive yearly release bottles. Uh, nothing extra special inside. It's just the standard juice, but they are collectible bottles as well. And I think they do okay in terms of return on investment like if you really wanted to collect them all they might be worth more than the 25.99 you would spend uh after you know be, while like getting it so um we are drinking woodford reserve the standard release uh one thing to note is that woodford reserve Re- Re- i have a mouth sore right now and i'm like Ugh. i might even down a little whiskey to numb it down uh, before i even <laughs> taste um wow it's really attacking me right now woodford reserve shares an exact recipe uh match with another big bourbon uh, even though they come from different distilleries any guesses robbie i'll tell you it's from one of the big 13 give me give me another narrow um because same mother company brown foreman and oh, it's gosh. not Jack um, Daniels. Uh, I, do, I don't know. Okay, so the I other big one under Brown Foreman is Old Forster, and they Old Forster. The exact Old oh, Forster is it. what I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, they're also owned by Brown Foreman. They have a seventy-two percent corn, eighteen percent rye, and ten percent malted barley mash bill, uh, which is technically considered a high rye bourbon. Uh, we should do we should do like a side by side of sometime and see how different they are. Uh, Old Forester like eighty six versus this, which is ninety point four. Uh, that's another thing to mention: ninety point four proof, no age statement, but guessed to be about seven, six or seven years old. Um, here's another thing about Woodford Reserve: is they're said to age in a stone aging warehouse. Uh, 
which hmm. uh, as opposed okay. to a wood rickhouse provides yeah. slower temperature shifts than your typical wood you know like i said uh yeah. this might provide more consistent aging and development uh, which can be a good thing uh sometimes it's uh, you know, sometimes you want a little something crazy, but uh, they're going for consistency, which a lot of brands are. Uh, I'd say uh, 80% of w- w- a bourbon is going for consistency. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, total wine price of $25.99. Let's sip. And I'm going to pour a quick, oh, we have two bottle pops today. But I'm gonna after we do the bottle pops, I'm going to uh, rinse the back of my mouth and hope that Robbie can take the lead a little bit while I take the pain in the back of my mouth away. But anyway, here goes cork pop number one. Do do you have a cork? I do. Do you not? No, I got a screw cap. Oh, for your big bottle? No, man. I got a couple smallies. Oh, cool. Yeah, I got a big John. You got a big what? (laughs) Big John. Okay. That's the the Philly John. You know, the vernacular. Okay. All right. Um, okay sure so it's fun sure. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. cool you know what? <laughs> oh man one thing i forgot to mention cole is guess yeah. what what we might be adding a third dog to our family <gasps> what flavor yeah um uh, it's a labradoodle it's like a two-year-old labradoodle we know a family who are like our sister-in-law knows people who are getting like they're not doing the best with this two-year-old labradoodle and we're like yeah we'll take it so yeah, so super excited about that. That's really not exciting. that I really want to have a, not that I really want to have a labradoodle because yeah, they're not as cute that. as labs, but they're definitely cuter than poodles in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with but you there. Anyway. anyway, all right, so I'm sniffing this. Sniff a little mm. bit longer and talk through it. I gotta get this pain out. I'm gonna numb it by just oh, sitting man. it there for a little bit. Yeah, and smash your head against the wall a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um. So this to me smells like bourbon. Um, it's kind of what you expect. I think one thing about Woodford that um, before I really got into whiskey, Woodford to me always was like a nice bourbon, and so I'd kind of give it as gifts. Um, it's you know I think it's a it's a good fast food of whiskey kind of a bourbon. More, gosh, I don't even know. How, it's like a Chipotle. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Chipotle. It's you like know? fancier but accessible. Exactly. Like you can like, if I were to take you to Taco Bell, you'd be like, "Hey, you know, thanks for lunch." If I take you to Chipotle, you'd be like, "Hey, thanks for lunch." You know? Yeah. So yeah, I think that's kind of where Woodford's at. But and and that's the thing. Got, kind of doing the research was that Woodford, it, especially in the '90s when it started, was was marketed and still is marketed as a luxury whiskey, especially with the bottle shape. That's what they were really going for there. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's definitely got that bourbony smell to it. Some vanilla, some apples. It's a little hot on the nose. There's some vapor there. Um, but it's pleasant. It's definitely, mm-hmm. you know, nothing unappealing about it. What about you, Cole? Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, to me, it's got a little bit of body in terms of the nose. Uh, it reminds me yeah. a little bit yeah. of uh, Buffalo Trace without as much sweet apple. Um, it's got a lot. I mean, it's got it's got your caramel. It's got your vanilla. It's got your oak. Mm-hmm. Um but I would say the oak stands out more than it would for something like uh, Buffalo Trace or anything okay. from Mashville Number One. Um, it is sweet, but not as sharply sweet as like yeah, Eagle Rare or Buffalo Trace or something like that. Yeah, but it's very. Yeah, pleasant. I want to say it's a it's it's 
minus the vapor, it's a little more middle of the road, where I feel like I get a little, like Buffalo Trace is a little more robust. Yeah. Um, and just kind of give you, like, it just kind of hits you a little bit more. This is a little bit more middle of the road, minus the vapor. Um, yeah, palette-wise, it's definitely got the kind of apple-y, um, and a lot, and no bitterness on it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, longer I got a little bit of chocolate, which I thought was kind of weird, or coffee mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, something... Something along those lines, which I've never really gotten when I've had it before, so I don't know if maybe something I ate. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Did you eat chocolate for dinner? No. I grilled up some some teriyaki chicken breasts. Nice. And did some yeah, did some rice and some some broccoli with it. So you fancy. It's one of those. It's, so we're like in the nineties right now. So yeah. like the grill, like the, the smoker has been coming in handy because you can just set that sucker at like, you know, yeah. 350, 400. And so like we're baking outside. Set like it baked and last night. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, Dude, you're so. really taking advantage of it. I've only done it, used oh, it twice. Man. But I've oh, gone hard when outside. I Oh, keep that's true. Outside. Yeah. Yeah, when I, um, when, when one day the Deadlow family visits uh, the Seaballs in the winter or something like that. Um. Then we'll cook some good stuff in the in the <laughs> Phoenix winter because is like it is not well. The the nice thing 70? is you can set it forget it in terms of the summer here, so it's not that crazy. Yeah, but it's a little less enjoyable outside to like have a beer while you're smoking. Yeah. Meat. <laughs> um. So some of the notes I noticed. Um, on the palate, um, I, you know, I, there's something, there's a reason why I am comparing this to Buffalo Trace. I did a blind test one time and I think I've mentioned this previously and I did, um, a few options. One the top two that I chose out of five bottle options, I want to say Makers was in there, Four Roses was in there and. I forget what the other one. Uh, no, I forget. Oh, Jim Beam. And uh, the top two were uh, Buffalo Trace and Woodford. And that specific oh, yeah. test or that specific tasting, I actually chose Woodford. And since then, I've kind of realized that Woodford is great on the first sip, um, and and great maybe even the second and third sip. But in comparison to uh, Buffalo Trace, in my opinion, I could drink Buffalo Trace all night, like until I like I don't know, I don't get drunk, so uh, except for that one time. Um, <laughs> but um, I Probably specific yeah. reference, yeah. Well, those listeners out there know that what it was. <laughs> they know it was while I was. It was in the first uh, probably 20, 20 episodes, um, and. Uh, and it wasn't on the podcast for those who were like, oh, I'm going back now. Um, anyway, long story, long story, long story. But um, what was that? Oh, yeah. So I could I could drink <laughs> Buffalo Trace just like it. There's nothing that would slow me down in terms of enjoying the flavor. The thing about Woodford, though, is what I've realized is it's good for the first few sips. I don't like to say this it meanly, but after a while, it gets old. Uh, or uh, Woodford Mm. Um, the oak kind of just closes it in a little bit Uh, with Buffalo Trace it's still sweet still just like apple-y caramel-y 
like vanilla is like the perfect mixture with the apples. Um, but here it's like, it's the oak stands out more, but it is full bodied. And I'll be honest, it is full bodied. Um, but that's why I'm comparing it so much to Buffalo Trace is because of that side by side test I had. Well, I mean, they're comparable in price and yeah. So yeah, I get that. I just took a little nose, um, uh, snuck, a, snuck my sniff, um, and sniff. after after um, what do you call it? Uh, I didn't even put water in it yet, and I got a really good like orange, like almost an orange creamsicle for a moment. It was kind of cool. Okay. I wouldn't expect everyone to get that, but I did. I can see orange. I don't know about creamsicle, but I can see orange. But I guess mm-hmm. the vanilla kind of is like the vanilla ice cream and the creamsicles. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, I dropped my water and like nothing changed too much except for I think apple stands out a little bit more um, mm. on the nose and then yeah I don't know yeah I'm I getting a little more of the, what's that mm, go ahead no I'm getting a little more of the um, vapors uh, the alcohol vapors with yeah. the water yeah that's a little bit more too but I will say you know I think <clears throat> It's priced a little bit higher, but I, I don't think I would pay, you know, at this point in my whiskey journey, I realize like, okay, well, I, I can get them. I mean, if I'm going to buy it, I'm probably going to buy it for somebody else. I don't think this this isn't something I necessarily keep on my shelf price-wise. Yeah. Like we did the Old Forester and I was like, oh my gosh, for the price, Old Forester. Oh yeah. Awesome. You know, Under 20, I would, same mash yeah, bill. I would, I would keep that on my shelf before I keep this just because you know, you're looking at, you know, difference of like what, five, eight, five to eight bucks, something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but you know, and I don't think I would give this to, I mean, the only reason why I'd probably buy this would be to give to somebody who thinks it's fancier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like someone who doesn't really like enjoys whiskey, but isn't really all about it. Um, yeah. Excuse me. Plus it gives <laughs> you the burps like that. Oh geez. Oh, the, cough, the yeah. coughs. It gives you the burps. It gives you the coughs. Um, <laughs> what else does it give you? But, I don't know. I'll tell you tomorrow morning. Um, see the sherry butts. Ooh, it's making my trench of swampy goodness swampy, <laughs> super swampy. <laughs> but anyway, it's. I mean, it, it is good though. You know, I think you're looking at this compared to other bottles. It's probably not worth it. But mm. I'm gonna drop a cube. See how yeah. that works. I mean, the thing about it is, I'm not. I'm not. I am not not going to take advantage of this on my shelf. Uh, you know, I still got three or, or two thirds of the bottle still there, and it's a good bottle. Um, the hard thing is in that realm, that twenty to thirty range realm. It's just beat out a few times. That's the thing. Yeah, and I respect this whiskey. I really do. They actually have something great going on here. But mm-hmm. sadly, for $18, I probably would lean a little bit more towards Old Forester 86. And if I'm going to spend 25 bucks, if I can find it, I'm going to go Buffalo Trace and um, maybe even Four Roses or something like that. Um, but it's good. I think the oak is, is it wears on you uh, in comparison to what I, I, I like a sweeter whiskey. Some people really like, some people really like oak, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. I think, uh, I know, I totally agree. I think there's a lot of other whiskeys 
for the price I would go for. But like honestly, it's it's a good whiskey. It's good. It's mm-hmm. it's good. It's like there's nothing bad about it. Yeah, that's for you sure. Know? Just um, middle of the road mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I think uh, you know, and I think you you know you bring up Four Roses like just standard. I think this is better than Four Roses standard for sure. Um, I would even say it's you know worth the extra money for this over the Four Roses standard. But is it that big a difference? If you, I mean, this because this compared to like a Four Roses standard, this would be a bottle that I go to for. It's just like not a special day, not a special occasion. You know, nothing. I just you know just want to have a nip of something. Yeah, yeah this is kind of what I would go for. Yeah, know? and this would make a really good old fashioned. And for the price, I wouldn't mind. You know, um, another thing is that uh, oh, I just wanted to mention my notes on the ice palette. Very similar, a little bit brighter. Did you already drop uh, your cube? No, I'm about to, but I never mentioned okay. my notes for um, the water yet. So, yeah, a little bit brighter, same kind of notes, though. But here goes the bus driver. So I dropped my cube, and it made the whiskey colder. What? Uh, it also, yeah, um, you know, just kind of muted everything, tamed it down a little bit. Yeah. Get a lot of more, a little more vanilla. Definitely the apples are there. I'm still getting a little, a little bit of orange caramel. peel. I can see that, yeah. I can. If I think that, I can see that, or I can smell mm-hmm. that. But, uh, yeah. So, Cube did a good job mellowing, kind of kind of muting it out, which is, you know, kind of what you expect with a Cube. Taste-wise, yeah. it's, uh, you know, the vapor's kind of gone. It's not as hot. Um, it's pleasant. No bitterness. I can see why... Yeah, no bitterness. I can see why this is, you know, definitely mint julep it. You know, mix it with some ice. Oh, yeah. You know, do your cocktail with it. It's it's delicious. Do you, you know, know how to make a mint julep, uh, Robbie? For the most, I mean, off the top of my head, you know, you just, you like, what, six mint leaves, muddle them with yep. a little bit of cane sugar. Yep. Uh, and then just whiskey on top of that, shake it. Boom. Am I and right? then crushed ice. No, you wouldn't shake it. You would stir it because there's no. Wait, you put some lime in it. Do you put lime in it? No, no that'd no. be mojito. Crushed ice is the big finisher. Just crushed ice, and you don't yeah. shake it even, do you? Because it doesn't have any fruit juices. I don't know. You might stir it. I think. Yeah, I would want to say that you, you would stir, stir it. it. Um, yeah, you, you you typically shake when it's just the fruit juices that need to go into it. I think you're right. Stir yeah. when it's just when it's just spirits. So when we have ice in our whiskey, we're like halfway there. To a mint julep. <laughs> and basically living on a prayer. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of 80s, early 90s references, uh-huh. Miles Ferguson called Cole out. And he's yeah, like, he seriously, never seen So I Married an Axe Murder. And I told Chelsea <laughs> that. And she was like, oh, we got to buy it for when they're here. Cause nice. It's, it's a 90s gem for sure. Cla- it's oh, great Mike Myers. Know. It's funny because... It's funny watching it in retrospect. You're like, this is Mike Myers in every other movie he's ever done, but it's like pre that character for like Austin Powers or Wayne's World. Uh, it's a good one. It's good. Uh, speaking of 90s, uh, I was watching um, Seinfeld again. And mm-hmm. you, you ever see the episode where they're like, these pretzels yes. are, making are making me thirsty? Me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I watched that one today. I think we have, it's so we, good. Yeah, I think I've dropped that line on the podcast too. Oh, you probably have. Yeah, it's one of my go-tos. 
Oh, it's such a good one. No, I, so you know what I've been watching? Have you ever watched True Detective? No, but I've heard good things. So it's, yeah, it's it's got McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson, yeah. I mean, like, I'm finally, with all the stay-at-home stuff and the quarantine thing, like, I'm finally getting around to shows that have been out forever. But it is really good. I'm not a That's huge, like, crime kind of a person, but, dude, Matthew McConaughey is amazing in it, so. Watch wait, wait, wait. That. I you're that not into week. crying? Crime. Oh, oh I thought you day. were like, Hi. but, like, when I watch Matthew McConaughey, boy, do the tears start flowing. Just tears. No, I'm a yeah. crybaby. Not for Matthew McConaughey, but... No, Woody Harrelson, no, no. though. Like, white, white boys can't too. jump or whatever? What a stud. White white men can't jump. That's right. We going Sizzler. We going Sizzler. You ever been to a Sizzler? <laughs> What's that? You ever been to a Sizzler? Uh, no. You, um, yeah, yeah, you're too old yet. for that. Too young for that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid going to the Sizzler, all you can eat shrimp and a circle of All you can eat shrimp? Oh, you can eat shrimp. Why wouldn't you take your date there? Or your children. Or your children. <laughs> yeah, feed so, them hard. I gotta, I'm going to super digress now. So okay. I remember it was like 88, 89, uh, little guy, my sister, my dad. So my dad was like, we're going to we're gonna play baseball or softball. We're going to play catch. So we're in the backyard. Yeah. And, you know, we're playing catch with the mitts and the ball and um, – you know, apparently it's in our genes where we're not the best at eye-hand coordination, and the ball, <laughs> the ball just hits me right in the mouth, right? Oh. I get this huge fat lip, huge fat lip, uh. and I'm like, I'm oh, okay. Like I'm a tough guy from a dad, right? I'm a tough guy, and we keep playing. And then my mom got hit in the eye, gets a oh. little bit of a shiner. She's like, that's fine, we'll keep playing. It's whatever. And then my sister gets hit. I want to say either <laughs> the mouth or lip, one of the two. And she's Was it all your dad throwing or, or something? Or a fat lip? No, 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 no. It's like just all four of us throwing to each other. <laughs> anyway, and then like I was like, we're done. So we went to Sizzler after that. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it was a Sizzler. And everybody at the table looks like they got beat up. And the waitress <laughs> comes over and goes, "Is everything all right?" And my dad, I remember him telling the story. He was like, "This lady thinks I beat my family." <laughs> Because <laughs> your dad didn't have a, a like no hit, dad did he? was that was fine. Dad had some coordination to him at that point. But, oh, <laughs> That's anyway. great. So I will wow. say, uh, ice on the Woodford is pretty tasty. Yeah, I, I uh, as you might have heard, I repopped the cork and poured a little bit more on my ice. Oh, While you were lots talking, lots of apple. Yeah, lots of apple. No, this might be my favorite. Um, yeah, this is at least the most, um, I don't want to say pleasant, but at least the most, like, if I'm going to drink it anyway, the most different is with ice. And it's good in a different way, you know? I don't know. Well, you know, it's like, I mean, honestly, it is it is your Chipotle of bourbons, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know. Somewhat it's, fancy. Yeah. Somewhat fancy. It's still good. It's just good. I'm like... With yeah. ice, I could, I could, you know, I could see myself just, you know, throwing back two or three, four of these, you know, and hanging mm-hmm. out and reminiscing about the time the waitress thought your father beat his family. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of thing with this, you know, it's good. Yeah. Waitress pulls you aside. Yeah. Do you feel safe at home? <laughs> You're like, I promise. Don't tell dad. I do. Bring more shrimp. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep the shrimp coming, woman. That's what you probably said as a child. Um, yeah. 
So, and I, it's funny. I, I use the word woman because I, I jokingly call my wife that all the time. I'm like, woman, listen, I can't eat all the pizza right now. And it's always joking, but sometimes it can come across as offensive. So, I think the bigger I, problem there is that you don't know how to eat all the pizza, Cole. Yeah, that's true. That is really the bigger problem. There are problems, and there are bigger problems. No, um, you're 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 a good guy, and I think I do the same thing with my wife, where I'll intentionally say sexist things just to kind of get uh, a note. Yeah, because she knows that's not where my heart mm. is, and you're the same way. So you say mm. woman like that, I got gotcha. you. Hopefully, the listeners yeah. get you. But yeah, yeah. but anyway. Um, rating review or not a review rating. <laughs> we already gave most of the review. Um, speaking of which, listeners, rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's think. Uh, you know, I want to put this in eight range. I really do, and I'm gonna give it a eight point three. It's a good bottle. Okay, good bottle be gets beat you. out by a lot. I'll be honest with you. You influenced me there. I was going to go in the sevens. I'm going to go straight eight on it. I think mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. It's a, uh, it's good. It's not bad. It's better than bad. It's good. Yeah. It's so, a, it's yeah, a trusty I'm... bottle. Don't get me wrong, people. This is this. I mean, I really do think this beats out Jim Beam. Uh, I think this might even beat out Fort Rose's standard, even though I mentioned a little bit earlier that it might not. It did on my blind tasting. Um. And makers, um, but we'll see. We'll do makers soon, hopefully. Um, but I like but yeah, this is a it's a I good bottle. It's just it beatable. Is. It's like Chipotle. What's the thing? It's like yeah. I mean, what do you, it depends on what you're going for. It is mm-hmm. yeah. If I just want to get a bunch of junk food in my my gut, Taco mm-hmm. Bell suits me just fine. I can pay a little oh, bit yeah. less, you know. If I want something I want to feel like a little bit of a fancy man, I'm going to go to Chipotle. You yeah. Know, I'll get the Woodford or I'll get, you know, Four Roses. Either yeah. is, both are good. So Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, no, that's yeah, good. Anyway. Uh, I guess, I think we're running behind today, which is totally fine. We're usually, um, we've been early lately. So, um, I think it's time, Robbie, for Whiskey World News. <laughs> All right, folks, it's time for Whiskey World News, part of our show where we read an article and we said drink whiskey. We already yeah, did the like, whiskey. That's, that's, probably, well. that's probably why we're falling behind here. It's a part of our show where we read an article and we talk about it. We didn't write the article. We just read it and talk about it. So this one comes from thespiritbusiness.com, and it's written by Melita Kylie, um, and it's titled... Tariffs cost 33% fall in American whiskey exports. So, I don't know, maybe good news here. Uh, Anyway, according to a new report released by the Distilled Spirits Council of the U.S., American whiskey exports to the EU, the U.S. spirits industry, largest export market dropped from 747 million to 501 million between June 2018 and April 2020, a decline of 33%. The EU introduced tariffs in response to the U.S. tariffs on EU aluminum and steel. The report suggests that the exports continue to grow at the pre-tariff rate 5.2%. American whiskey exports to the EU would have reached $838 million by June 2020. As such, the tariffs have potentially cost the U.S. exports on an estimated $337 million. Chris Swagger, the president and CEO of Discus, said... 
American distillers are enjoy two decades of unparalleled growth in the EU prior to the implementation of these uh, retaliatory tariffs. This report makes clear that these tariffs took the wind out of the sails for American whiskey exports to our top export market, which has resulted in a loss of more than a quarter of a billion dollars of sales. All right, it goes on there, but I'm going to stop there because you get the point. Cole, do you have any thoughts when you hear that? Wait, so I'm confused. Did it help our distillers or did it hurt our distillers to where we weren't sending as much? It sounds so sales in general are down 33% okay. from 2018, which is kind of an ambiguous time period because I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe you know more about politics than I do. But from 2018 till April of this year, um, exports have fallen 33%. Wow. So, yeah, we're suffering overseas in terms of our exports. Mm hmm. Ah, well, more for us. Because this That's I know. That's what I was thinking, Cole. This right. I know is that uh, <laughs> distillers are making more than they ever have uh, nowadays uh, because of the whiskey boom and the bourbon boom, which, in my opinion, started around 2012. At least the really big <laughs> bourbon boom started 2012, 2013-ish. And so, of course, whiskey takes time to make. So you're going to make more now because... You know, and you're hoping that the bourbon boom will continue. That means more for us. So yeah, I'm 100% sold on that. Uh, I hate the idea that not the the whole world won't be able to ex- you know enjoy our whiskey, America's whiskey, America's finest spirits. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny too. We actually have quite a few international listeners. Um, so I hope you guys get the, the best of the best, but, uh, otherwise that means maybe a little more for me and Robbie, uh, because it's definitely hitting the shelves no matter what. And apparently people are drinking. So, uh, but yeah, for those listeners out there, like, um, you know, our, uh, bro, um, our turtle William friend. and, um, and, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, not Caleb, what, uh, Joel, um, Bradbury. And those out there who are in, oh, like Jason Preston, you know, in Canada as well, uh, you guys, I hope you get the finest of America's goodies. But everyone else, if they don't want it, they don't want it, and we'll take it. So that's yeah, that's, that's what I think. What do you think, That's, cool. that's fine. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. I'm like, yeah. you know what? Don't buy the whiskey because I will, and I will enjoy it. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I was at too. But it, it, I don't know. Um, I do... It does worry me a little bit in the sense of like, oh man, like, does that mean people are going to produce less? I mean, but then again, you bring up the fact that like, you know, you're looking at at least minimum two years to minimum, like seven years, five years where yeah, people will hold and stuff in their um, rack houses. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Eagle Rare starts showing up on my shelf again, you know? So we'll see. Yeah. Oh man, that reminds me. So this, it was kind of fun. So I will say, I didn't realize this and I should have thought of this, but the weekend before Father's Day is the best time to hang around liquor stores. If you want to just talk whiskeys to people who don't know whiskey. Yeah, because they're they're like, what do I buy for my dad? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I am that guy sometimes and it's bad. Oh my gosh. So I went to, yeah, I was at my, uh, my favorite liquor store and uh this gal was like uh do you have any eagle rare and the guys the gal was like no we don't and i was like 
And I looked at her and I'm like, are you just looking for a gift? And she's like, yeah. So I, I was like, yeah, come nice. You know, and I got I got to like be like, hey, if there's this, if you want this, if you want that, you want something local, you want something, you know. So it was it was fun. I'm like, I didn't realize how much fun that was, you know. So it is oh, yeah. fun. So and, but and then you're like, like yeah. that guy. I was that guy, and she's like, "Oh, well, that's pretty cool." And I was like, "Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I co-host a whiskey podcast." And she's like, "What is it?" So, if you're the lady that I met who was buying the bottle, yeah, ended up getting the the four roses single barrel, no, four roses uh, small, small batch, batch for her mm-hmm. husband. Welcome to the podcast. She said welcome she would listen. So, if you're that lady, welcome to the podcast. But anyway, that was fun. So I enjoyed that. So. So something anyway. like that happened to me recently where they were, this dude was in the total wine with his girlfriend or significant other of some sort. And he's like scanning and he's like, Eagle rare, Eagle rare, Eagle rare. And I'm like, Oh, you're looking for Eagle rare. And I was like, you probably won't find it here. Like if it were, you know, you'd find it up front or, or like in this area, but I'll tell you where you can get it. And I like told him this like inside information thing of this one liquor store that's saying if you buy this you can get a bottle of eagle rare um, but then i was like i didn't want to like go further and be like give them recommendations because i i do hate being that guy sometimes who's like no what you're gonna want is this man and like sometimes you can do it well and i'm sure like robbie you nailed it but sometimes i come across as like so snooty and I don't want to be like that. And I'm like, Ugh. And I like want to like, I really want to talk whiskey in the whiskey aisle, like so bad. Uh, mm-hmm. But sometimes I, I stop myself and I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't. So it's bad. It's bad and good. It's good and bad. <laughs> well, see, here's the difference between you and I. Uh-huh. I am a layman and you are like an expert. So I could see where you have that. I mean, maybe I did come across as a jerk, but like, nah, I don't know enough to be that jerk in my mind. So I don't know. Anyway. Hey, when I when I come up there, I'll give you a lot of the uh, business cards that I that I have of the uh, new oh, logo. Yeah, I gotta start handing some of those out. Yeah, yeah. So People will be like, "This guy's legit. He's got business cards, <laughs> yeah. dude." I I think they're valuable, especially at whiskey events. Um, you know, when I went to the Speakeasy Wisconsin thing and met like people like Caleb Olson. Um, yeah, those those business cards go a long way because then they can remember. They're like, okay, it's chill filter. I'm gonna look them up online when I get home or something like that, you know. So anyway, yeah. That's what do you fun. say? <clears throat> Is it time for um, what whiskey should you? What, what whiskey would you another choose? Another segment. Our yes, other let's, favorite let's, segment. Let's talk about what whiskey would you choose? Uh, so last week, uh, Cole gave us the uh, scenario of. What's your favorite uh, bottled and bond? And uh, I went with Henry McKenna ten year bottled and bond. Choice. Excuse me. Oh man, that's a burp for burp for burps on the podcast. <laughs> that was oh, like man. That was like that was like what a terrible choice. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. Man, I'm all right. I'm bumping my Woodford rating up to eight point one because he gives me some good belches. Um, so favorite bottle and bond. I went with McKenna. Cole went with <sighs> Colonel Taylor single. Again, Cole went with EHT this time yep. single barrel. But I mean, probably happened again today. Cole. <laughs> What's and, that? Uh, Cole ended up. Cole. I mean, you just go with single barrel a lot, and you go with EHT a lot. But anyway, yeah. Cole. Uh, Cole won this one with sixty-two percent. I got thirty-eight percent. Um, nice, but we had a lot, a lot of people win. responding, which is kind of fun. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, uh, with 
people saying what their favorite bottle of Mon was. Uh, Dreamhound went with early times for the Good money. Choice. Old Fitzgerald. Yeah, Old Fitzgerald. Uh, 15 bottle of Mond for a splurge. Uh, beer underscore bourbon underscore BBQ went with early times. Nice. Um, whiskey underscore in underscore revelry went with Evan Williams with the price point. There's nothing better out there. And I got to say, a good point. price point Evan Williams just kind of kills it with price point for sure. Yeah. In my opinion. And then uh, War Eagle DG went with Deadlink. I've never heard of that. Do you know that? No, i never heard of that. D-E-T-T-L-I-N-G? No, I'm... Uh, I'm- I'm intrigued now. Hey, uh, War, War War Eagle DG, if you can, hit us up if you're listening and uh, show us the picture of that bottle. We'll see where we can get it, hit them up or something. Like yeah. That. No, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing about the fun thing about whiskey. It's like, no, I'm intrigued. I got to figure it out. I got to hunt yeah. it out. So, and then uh, the Kogan Convo. With, with yeah. mellow corn, which I, I had no idea was bottled in bond until recently. I looked it up and it I was like, "Oh wow, yeah." Well, they they you know they wrote that in, and I was like, "Is that bottled in bond?" I'm like, "Holy smokes, it is!" And I will say, it's hard to find in in Idaho in general. I've only, I mean, when I go to Washington, I'll be able to find a bottle here and uh-huh. there. But I love me some mellow corn. Nice. That's uh, yeah. I got. I mean, can you find it easily down there? I don't know. I, I don't look for it often, but I was like blown away that it was uh, bottled in bond. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, listeners, that's that's one of my things. If you can find some mellow corn, let me know. I will pay for a couple bottles because that's kind of like my uh, my college football go to now. Um, nice. Love me. Yeah, some for those corn Huskers. Corn Husker game. Yeah. Uh. Got to go for the good corn whiskey on Husker game days for sure. So anyway. Corn. That's that. Cole, do you want to do you want to present the uh, what whiskey would you choose? Yeah, we week? alluded to it last week, um, but this one is is a very interesting one to me, and I really look forward to what people uh, will write in uh, this week on Instagram. Uh, what is your white whale whiskey? One that you are dying to nab. Uh, but is maybe not the easiest to find. Uh, but you would just be like thrilled, and and you you know like it doesn't have to be this way. But the way I look at it is one that is evaded you a good few times, where you're like, ah, oh, I gotta get this one. Uh, but it doesn't yeah. have to be like that. It could just be like one of those ones that you would just be like absolutely thrilled to be able to get. So. Um, that is, uh, does anyone come to mind for you, Robbie? One does come to mind for me, but I worry it's the same one that comes to mind for you, so we won't be able to put it up there. Does one come to mind for you right now? I'll yield to you unless you yield to me. Oh, yeah, one comes to me for sure. Okay, um, what, what do you and got? And this is true. I have I have barely missed this one a few times. Uh, it is, I think, a 2016 release. It is E.H. Taylor Seasoned Wood. <laughs> and I actually got to try it with Robbie at um, Barbacoa in Boise. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just floored by it. One of the greatest whiskeys I've ever had. Probably top three if you were to really... I, I just think it was fantastic. And... Um, I, it's it's probably valued at about $800 these days, if not a little more. Uh, I would actually think 
if I had like more than that, I would actually think of 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 nabbing me one at eight hundred dollars. That's how crazy that is for me to get. So, folks, buy some macaroni necklaces because Cole needs to find his bottle. I need some money. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay, so that's good because I think the, the way I was gonna go, you, you went another way. I'm not surprised okay. you went with season wood, but uh, I was gonna just go Eagle Rare 17. Like, if I can oh. get a bottle of that, that's kind of where I want to go. I think, yeah. you know, just because. I know how much it means to you, and it would be one of those things where it's like, all right, cool, got this bottle, we're gonna pop it, we're just gonna, we're just gonna drink this sucker until yeah. we're happy and giggling, and we're good to go, man. Like oh, life be is the good. Best night ever. Yeah. So, and then, uh, then we'll try to sell some samples for more samples, so we can have more other whiskeys on the podcast, kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah you were something's kind of where I'm at. Like that's that's the one, you know. Like um, when I enter the lotteries in Idaho here, I. Uh, always enter a bunch for that one and so yeah same fingers crossed it's my white yeah. whale there i guess so i don't hey. i don't know i mean like i don't i don't uh covet bottles too often too much so that's i, I don't know i don't think about it too much so that would so be listeners now you know what we love if you want to help us out <laughs> we'll always help you out you know I don't. I mean, I have some like good bottles and stuff, and I'm willing to, you know, does. cross courier to you some goodies. Um, but if anyone out there has the Rare 17, we've we've had the 2015 on the podcast before. Uh, we haven't had anything else uh, on the podcast in terms of years of Rare 17. And then if anyone has seasoned wood, oh my goodness, you would make my year. Um, otherwise, I'm going to try to find a bottle myself. So. Um, yeah, just leaving that out there for our favorite peeps in the world. Oh man, it's been a good episode. <laughs> yeah, no, we're I already mean, over I an hour. That's a te- yeah test. I mean, we haven't done that for a while, and yeah, you know, we've been kind of short since you know March. But uh, I yeah. think it's kind of a testament to you know the the Woodford we had tonight, where yeah. you start drinking it, and it's, it's it was good. It was fun. I think I had, I had a little bit more than I usually do, and yummy whiskey. Makes for good conversation. Hopefully it was good. I don't know. We'll have to listen to it on playback, but man, hopefully you're enjoying <laughs> yourselves with us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, what are we hoping to drink next week? What do you think? Ooh, what do you, what do you, I don't know. What do you think? So you let me look up my list real quick. Some of that come to mind. Uh, we have a old Fitzy downstairs, or I have it downstairs. I don't know. It's probably on your floor where you are. Uh, let's see. whiskeys where is that list oh here we go okay so So uh uh-huh go ahead one that's sticking out to me is that uh bluebird single malt yeah that's a uh that's a send in from uh our good friend bryce marita b-side life (laughs) okay so that's a um the the bluebird single malt i believe it's from pennsylvania i might be wrong um and then what about putting that up against um uh what about basil hayden's caribbean cask okay well i yeah all right yeah that sounds good okay let's do that you know what sure. i like i like that I like the Car- caribbean you say caribbean yeah i go either way 
Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, if I say it's Pirates of the Caribbean, that doesn't sound right. It's Pirates of the Caribbean, so never mind. Sorry for getting on your case there, man. No, I like that. That's a good good summer whiskey for sure. Yeah, let's do that. Let's let's put up two new ones. Caribbean, man. And uh, the Bluebird Single Malt. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Good. Sweet. Yeah, it's going to be a good week. Um, It is going to be a good week. I hope that our listeners uh, have had a good time, and I hope that uh, that uh, some of, one of our listeners right now is like, "All right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna send Cole and Robbie my samples of seasoned wood." <laughs> but if they don't, I we hope, still love them. And Cole, I hope that one of our listeners sends us some Eagle Rare Seventeen. Ooh. Oof, I do, and but I, I kind of also kind of hope they don't label Eagle Rare Seventeen as like it's a surprise episode. Ooh, that'd me be on killer. Oh, that would be a fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, but cool. I I also hope your sales pick up, man. Like, buy some cold jewelry, man. What, what's wrong with you guys? It, 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 your wives need something. It's two months past Mother's Day. They need something. And I hope that our, in general, our listeners' proverbial sales lift up. <laughs> And are guided by the winds of bourbon. <laughs> and um, you see what I did there? Okay, cool. And most of all, listeners, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. Bye.